0: This guy's been a part of our program throughout the football season, and I was all fired up that he and one of his co-hosts, Brother Bri from the Against All Odds podcast, were supposed to find their way to the New York City studios. I thought we were going to be breaking some bread. We'd be talking some Super Bowl and whatnot. But then this gentleman finds his way into the hospital, and it was hell week for my main man, Harry Gagnon, who's out in Arizona right now. He just escaped the hospital bed. There is footage on Twitter to document it, but he did his podcast from the bed. Now he's ready to have some fun with us. And I miss the fact, Harry, that we're not spending some time in person here, maybe having a steak dinner and then talking some football and whatnot. But nonetheless, you're a trooper playing hurt, and we appreciate it. What's going on, bro? Hey,
2: pal. JJ, thanks. Appreciate being on, as always. Yeah, I'm, I'm bummed. I'm bummed I'm not there. Uh would have been great, me, you, and Brother Bry shooting the breeze about the Super Bowl and Prophets. but uh, it's still great to be here. But yeah, what a wild, uh, this is wild five, by the way, for, uh, wild five days. I, I didn't even tell you, Saturday, me and my girlfriend go on a, have you ever been on a hot air balloon? I have not, no. <laughs> I have
0: not. Was that a scary experience? I, I think after what happened to you in the hospital, I feel like you're never going to go back on a hot air balloon. Uh, Oh uh,
2: yeah, you, you know uh, you don't even like you know it doesn't even land stable. Like it doesn't land when you land. It's not a smooth landing. It's bumpy. It's 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 like you're g- banging up against the uh, the ground or against the earth. It's wild. So I did that, that, and then the next day I just started getting sick, and then all of a sudden I've got diverticulitis. Diverticulitis. Try yeah. saying that ten times fast. <laughs> right, and i just uh, in the in uh, the hospital. Hung up for three three and a half days, a hundred and four uh, uh, degree temperature, um, and all of a sudden uh, I I'm just sweating like crazy. It just, it was a mess. I mean, I'm and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm my stomach's killing me, and all of a sudden on Tuesday, in a affluent area in Scottsdale, in the hospital I was at, some guy decides to come into the hospital and he looking for his ex-girlfriend who broke up with him and he's got a rifle with him and the cops like wrestle him to the ground and they end up shooting him oh my goodness
0: oh uh, harry my goodness so basically you're in the hospital because you're landing on a hot air balloon and then you have a shooting situation in your hospital i mean you can't make that up so was it Tough to get the prep work done as you have all this drama going on with you. You got a crazy scene going on in your hospital, for goodness sakes, like it's a scene out of The Dark Knight. I mean, how the hell do you get ready for prop bets and whatnot? I mean, goodness, I mean, Harry.
2: I'm honestly, I'm, I'm dying on Tuesday, but still, uh, we uh, for against all odds, like a trooper, I got in there and I, got, I did it with the boys. And uh, I had I had some prep down, so I had my paperwork with me. I just got out, and uh, and I wasn't going to miss this up I'm missing the opportunity being there, but I'm not going to miss the opportunity uh, to be on the phone with you, uh, uh, JJ, and talk sports. Well, wow, uh, listen, Super Bowl. Harry, that's why I love
0: you, bro. And the next time when you're in New York, you got nothing to worry about. Steaks, a couple of beverages, and then we'll come in and do this for real. But – As you're now looking ahead to Super Bowl 54, and listen, it pales in comparison to what the hell you had going on this week, but you (laughs) love the Super Bowl. And I think one of the main reasons why this weekend is so juicy from a Vegas standpoint is because of the amount of prop bets that are at your fingertips, that are at your disposal. They've gotten crazier and crazier by the year. So what is your process for going through these? Do you like... Slowly but surely, look at them. Do you kind of get a sense for what the Chiefs and the Niners are all about? What is your formula for finding the best possible prop bets?
2: Super Bowl Sunday. Well, you know, I I I'd like to think of like how I feel about the total is how I'm going to maybe play these sides on some of these uh, prop bets. Like I'm on the over game. I, I I like the over. Um, I think we're owed as fans from uh, last year's Snooze Fest, the 13-3 game between the Pats and the Rams, that we are owed a dynamite offensive performance. Um, I think that's what we deserve. I mean, Kansas City, uh, 82 points in the game against Houston combined, 59 in the Tennessee game. The Green Bay-San Fran game went over. Nine times this year, Kansas City and San Fran have each scored 30 or more points. And three times, both teams each have scored 40 or more points. So I'm leaning towards the over here, like I said. So I'm going to go over on some of these props. I, I like a couple unders, but with a lot of these player props, uh, the goofy props we'll get to later, and that that's that's all well and good. But uh, I like cross-sports props and everything like that, everything that's not dealing with the game itself. But when it's the game and the players itself, I'm looking towards the over on a lot of these players' props.
0: Okay, you like the over on a lot of these props. Do you think, though, historically speaking, Harry, you've made a good killing and bettors in general have made a good killing by leaning the under in a lot of these? Because everybody has, like, the trigger finger, right? Like, they're looking to bet overs. Nobody wants to root for under receptions. Nobody wants to root for under yours. Is that a tough thing to do And historically speaking, is the under in a lot of these situations more profitable?
2: I think it is. I think you're right. I think it, it, just, it just that's the way it's going to be because, yeah, people are just it's the Super Bowl. We want to see points. We want to see a crazy game. We want to see 31 28. We want to see, you know, 38 uh, 35. And if that's not the case, like last year, everybody, you know, uh, who has the over obviously and all of them, basically almost all the props would have got smoked last year.
0: Harry Gagnon, he's a part of the Against All Odds podcast with Cousin Sal, Brother Bri, the parlay kid, and he's helping us break down the ins and outs of Super Bowl 54. Harry, we'll get to the matchup in a minute. You guys I listened to your podcast today because I was trying to do some research myself, and you guys covered all the ins and outs. That way I don't miss a prop bet here. I don't miss a prop bet there. And Brother Bri brought an outstanding perspective on the the shortest touchdown, one and a half yards, that it has been such a good bet, historically speaking, in a lot of these postseason games, is that something you're going to look at here? Shortest touchdown, getting that one-yard run, whether it's from, who knows, a Damian Williams, a Mostert, it might be Mahomes sneaking it in. You like the idea of taking the under for one and a half there.
2: I do. I mean, I'm 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 kind of an idiot because I haven't been jumping on with Brian with this, but let me tell you, he's Nailed this cold. I mean, yeah, I mean, you heard it. Since 2013, there have been 87 playoff games, and the under one and a half yards for the shortest touchdown is 62 and 25. Amazing. Uh, In divisional rounds, it is 25 and 7. In Super Bowls, it's an impressive 5 and 2. But in conference championship games, it's an unbelievable 15 and one.
0: That's a juicy number right there. Now, what kind of juice do you think you'd have to lay to take the under? It's obviously going to be favored. What juice are we talking with that prop?
2: You know what? He thinks it should have been a lot higher. He thinks it should have been 180, 190, maybe even 200. You gotta lay 165, but with that kind of statistics, that's pretty pretty damn good. No, you ain't kidding. I mean, I'm all over that. And
0: As a lesson to anybody who's maybe throwing in prop bets for the first time, Harry, are you looking to avoid a good majority of the props that are going to have juice on them? I know that's a strategy for me. If we're talking about something that's over like 150, maybe in this case it's like a 160 or whatnot, but there are some. It seems too good to be true. It's minus 220. It's minus 280. It's minus 310. Those are stayaways for me.
2: Better stay away from me too, because it's, 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 it's anything else, you know, it's, it's, it's the same thing as, uh, you know, if in a regular game, if uh, a team is minus seven and not, and they're minus 300 on the money line, are you really, uh, I'm, I'm my whole life betting, I won't bet, you know, uh, if I want to win 300, I'm not going to put up 900 to win 300, just to win on the money line, because you know, anything can happen, and seven points is – and he win in that type of scenario. And I just don't – I don't like it because then you, to make that money back, you got to get really hot.
0: I go back a couple years ago, and this was one of my favorite Super Bowl moments because I cashed in on a prop bet. So you remember the wins just like you remember the losses, Harry. And I go back oh, yeah. to the Eagles and the Patriots, and because New England was always the king of the trick play and they used Julian Edelman, they line him up, have him – Throw the ball down the field to Amandola, that have him throw the Brady in this game. I threw in a prop bet of over two and a half players in the game to throw a pass. And not only did New England try to throw a pass in that game, trying to find Tom Brady, but the Eagles executed on the Philly special. So that was near and dear to me. I'm thinking about playing it again. How do you feel about rolling it back for this year's Super Bowl, knowing Mahomes is up to his usual tricks? Not sure what Kyle Shanahan and company is going to do. Do you like over two and a half players to throw a pass? I love
2: it. I love. I love that. That you know. Uh, I-, I think it's uh, it like uh, yeah. That year, uh, ex- the tight end for the Eagles threw one through through a pass that game too. I mean, I- it didn't happen last year, uh, but it has hit three of the last four years for the last six. Uh, and y- you know, this is a situation where I think a guy like Debo Samuel who has three touchdowns receiving, three touchdowns uh, rushing this year. He's been the main guy receiver-wise for the Niners in the playoffs. I think he's the like an X-Factor type of guy. He's that type of guy, like if you remember from uh, the Super Bowl between the Seahawks and the Steelers, the type of Heinz Ward type of guy who can you know, and a double reverse throw for a pass, or something like that, or even being the recipient of a of, of a pass from someone on a trick play like this. And you know what's the greatest thing about this bet? You make this wager, you are a, either win you either win the bet, or you are alive to win the bet for the entire game. Think about it. Isn't that true? No, it's totally fair. Now, you no, know, at least so at least you can't you you. You know, you you didn't get smoked somehow early in the game on this bet. You're alive the whole bet. It's a Super Bowl. It's a fun bet.
0: Listen, you don't want to be losing those prop bets like five minutes into the game. You're spot on there. Okay. Give me the player. You just hit on Debo Samuel. Who is the guy, Harry, that you're focusing on, either on Kansas City or San Francisco, that you plan on loading up on with a lot of the player props? Is there one guy you're looking
2: at? Well, just just to reiterate, I I am – on De- Devo Samuel, he's had, uh, uh, like I said, he's he's been the guy that has looked for so far when Garoppolo has had to look for somebody when he hasn't really had to do it too much. But he's got five receptions, nine targets, uh, double more than uh, the next receiver for the Niners in Kendrick Bourne. Uh, he, remember, if you remember in the championship game against the Packers, uh, the second possession of the game, he almost broke that pass. He had a 30-yard reception. Just got tripped up. He would have been gone for 70 yards. Uh, I love this guy Like in terms of the way he's had a great season. Like He's got over 1,000 yards this season uh, combined. He's a rusher, too. I just think he's the type of guy that can do a lot of different things for this team. And he's the motivator. He gets things going. He's got 49 yards uh, in yak yards in the playoffs so far. And like I said, in just five receptions, I think he's the type of guy that can maybe get something done. Uh, And I think, uh, of course, if you're going to look at the Chiefs, Tyreek Hill is the guy there, too, because he's just so fast. I mean, he can, like, he, 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 bing, bing, he had two touchdowns in the championship uh, game against the Titans. He was, he was fantastic, too. And he, he likes the limelight, too. So I think it's those two type of guys are the guys that you got to really look out for. And look, you know what, by the way, it's 25 to 1. At 25 to 1, JJ, for MVP, Debo Samuel is my guy.
0: No, that's juicy value. And you know what, Harry? You hit on a good point. To me, if you're looking for value for an MVP this year, it's on the San Francisco side. If Kansas City is winning this game, I have an impossible time figuring out how they're not going to give it to Patrick Mahomes. Because just the way you handicap this game, if Mahomes plays poorly or if Mahomes gives you like a B- type game... Let's be honest. The Chiefs ain't winning. The Niners have different avenues for winning this game. So I think if you're looking for a dark horse MVP candidate, it's not with the Chiefs. It's with the Niners.
2: Yeah, I agree with you 100. I think they are going to. I think they're going to be the team that again, Kansas City can't start out like they have against the Titans in Tennessee because if they do that again against San Francisco, San Francisco's going to bury him. And I think San Francisco's going to come out instead of running. I think San Francisco's going to come out and be like, hey, we can do this too. And let's not forget, Garoppolo's had a pretty good season, two-to-one touchdown to intercept in the ratio, and he had 4,000 yards.
0: I love that you hit on that. There's a reason why the completion number for Garoppolo is as high as it is. If you looked at the last two playoff games, it was so low. So why the book setting that total at what, like 18, 18 and a half? Because I think he's going to be throwing the ball, Harry, a heck of a lot more in this game. And I would actually look at Jimmy Garoppolo completions as a potential overplay just because you're going to have so many squares looking at the last two playoff games saying, oh, there's no way in the world that's going to go over.
2: Yeah, you know, look, exactly. I mean, the defense has been amazing, especially against the Vikings, but definitely and definitely against the Packers, too. I know the Packers scored a little bit late, but still, they shut down both teams. So is, that's the ultimate. That's the ultimate if you don't have to pass in the game because your defense and your running game did their job. Now here, Mahomes is so awesome. We know this. He's going to get some. He's going to get um, – San Francisco's defense is going to have to – then not, uh, but not break, but it's, so yeah, Garoppolo going to have to play more. He's going to have to pass more. He's going to have to figure out some things. So that's why, yeah, the people, the uh, we, you know, if Mahomes gets his, Garoppolo's got to do stuff too. And not to mention, we haven't seen anything, anything from Emmanuel Sanders in these playoffs. He's and that's a surprising.
0: That's... Let's be honest, Harry. He's a guy that came in with a reputation of being a big time postseason performer going back to his days with the Denver Broncos. OK, now it's time, my friend, for you to unveil the top props that you will be playing. And I'm giving you the floor Harry. It is so much to choose wow. from. But your favorite props that you want to share with the New York and audience, what will it be?
2: Sounds great. All right, here we go. I'm going to start with the defense. I'm going to start with the defense in San Francisco. Fred Warner over six and a half solo and assisted tackles combined. You got to lay only 145. I think that's a great number. Laying only 145. This guy is all over the field for the Niners. He had he led the team with 118 total tackles. He's leading them in the playoffs with 13. Uh, He had uh, 89 solo tackles this year, 25 more than the next closest uh, niner, linebacker, Dre Greenlawn. Uh, Look, I just think he's going to be the guy. It's the Super Bowl. He's going to be all over. He's going to be mentioned more than he uh, usually is. Um, He had nine pass defenses more than any other uh, niner did. Other than the secondary, he forced three fumbles this year. I'm going over six-and-a-half tackles for Fred Warner at minus 145. That's my first one. And I know I just mentioned Emmanuel Sanders to you. Um, I think he, this is like we just mentioned, we talked about Garoppolo. He's got to pass the ball. He's going to have some plays. This is what you just mentioned. This is what they went out and got Emmanuel Sanders for, I think, in what, week 10 from Denver? Um, he's a veteran. He can go across the middle. I like him over two and a half receptions, and it's interesting. He yet, like I said, he hasn't been heard from, but you still got to lay one sixty-five on over two and a half. But I'm going to lay it here. He's averaged three and a half receptions a game uh, in his in his situation in his time with the uh, with with uh, the Niners. I just like him to go over uh, two and a half because again, they're going to have to pass. I think Garoppolo is going to have confidence in him, uh, going across. Like I said, going across the middle. Uh, and he's a veteran, like I said, so um on third downs look for him to hit uh to hit him. You know, when and Sanders goes over two and a half. And I like uh Garoppolo, here we go. Over one and a half touchdowns. One last mark. Oh, long. okay. Yeah. So a
0: team that's been running a ton over for the quarterback at one and a half touchdowns. And what are you getting at? Plus money, it's gotta be, right? Minus
2: one ten. Really? So you're very telling
0: me right now it's even money for Jimmy G to throw over one and a half touchdowns? Harry, I like that a lot. I like that a lot, bro.
2: I like it because you know, look, the, again, they're gonna have to go down the field. They're gonna have, they're gonna get close if they can't punch it in running it. Because look, Kansas City's run defense was 26 in the league, but a lot of that was at the very beginning of the season. They fixed it towards the end of the season. They bottled up. Uh, uh Derrick Henry and didn't allow anything in the second half. So uh, that's something that if they get close, they're going to have to flip it around and they're going to have to pass. And I think Garoppolo can get it done. I mean, he learned a lot from Brady. He saw a lot. So I think he's going to be able to get it done.
0: Okay, Harry, now it's time, my friend. You got to pick this game. And for what it's worth, I think this is one of the more difficult games I've ever had a handicap in a Super Bowl. And there have been years where I've had really, really strong feelings. The Eagles were one of those teams. Denver against Carolina. When the public hammered Carolina and that line moved like three and a half points, Mm -hmm. I knew I was sitting pretty with Denver on the money line and Denver plus whatever the hell they were. And then you had some close calls. New England, Seattle. That was in that category, I was on the right end of it. I hope this is not a repeat of Seattle and Denver. That's the last Super Bowl I got wrong. So what side will you be on for Super Bowl 54?
2: Well, like I said, I'm taking that, like I said, I'm taking the over in this game. So I'm also going to take here the San Francisco 49ers plus the one and a half. Um, I think that, you know, they're going to be able to still maybe run the ball as well. Like, like I said numerous times here, they've got to pass, but they also got to run, too. And Mostert's been unbelievable. He had, the what, two 220 in that championship game against Green Bay, the most ever for a Niner in a playoff game. I think he's he's looked fantastic on the corners, and he's so fast. And I' uh, very you know and, and Tevin Coleman's supposed to be playing uh, it looked like he wouldn't from that injury but he he's been shining too he had three uh, two touchdowns against the Vikings he's been able to get it done too and I think overall uh, the defense the defense is going to hold uh, Mahomes as much as they possibly can. Joey Bosa leads them with three playoff sacks like I told you Fred Warner's all over the place they're secondary. Uh, I don't think has deserved the credit that they actually deserve. Sherman's uh, leading them with two interceptions in the playoffs. He's fantastic. We all know that. And also, guys that uh, don't get mentioned too much, like Jimmy Ward, Kwon Williams, they've been brilliant as well. Shanahan's made uh, a magnificent job calling games in the short time he's been there. Uh, And you know what? To be honest, too, uh, J.J., I don't like Andy Reid. I think he's overrated. I think he's always been overrated. The media kisses his butt, and I just don't think he deserves the credit. You know, this is a big coming from a Giants fan, so I'm just saying. Why, wow, you're a hater. Let me tell you
0: something, Harry. I'm We're I'm on the telling. opposite end of the spectrum on that one. I love Andy Reid. Now, listen, I, I see the point well, and when it comes to not winning a Super Bowl, but, I mean, the guy's team's are good every
2: single year. No, yeah, but, he, yeah, but here's, my, here's my point with him. Can't win Super Bowl. He can't get to the Super Bowl because he loses too many conference championships, and he's always had the players. But now he's, he's got the. the
0: qu- but now he's got the quarterback. Let's be now fair. Now, the- as good board.
2: as, as right. McDamp was, now he's got
0: hands down the best quarterback in the league. That makes a big yeah. difference.
2: Yep. So I'm going to go. You know what? I hear you, but I still think Mahomes. How great he is! Great game. But again, still the defense falls down. San Francisco, and they pull this game out by
0: three, 34-31. All right, so you're rolling with the San Francisco 49ers. Harry Gagnon, the Against All Odds podcast. And Harry, before you get out of here, college hoops will be right around the corner. I know there's a big game down in South Florida Sunday, but let's be honest. Our boys got a massive game Saturday night. Primetime audience at the Dome against the Dukies. Does the Syracuse Orangemen have themselves the season, my
2: man? You know, we got to. I'd love to see this happen. I know there's going to be, what, thirty one, thirty two thousand, 32,000 like there always are. They always play Duke when they get them at home uh, Saturday at night. Um, but we're only 13 and eight. You know, it not usually Jimmy B has the players, he's got the depth. He doesn't really have it now. Elijah Hughes has been fantastic. Uh, was he getting 19 a game? Uh, his son, Buddy Beheim, shooting 40% from threes. But they just don't have that extra punch get over the top i mean they're gonna really have to buckle down on vernon Carey. um listen if if the game is i'm guessing the line is seven and a half uh if it's that high um syracuse is definitely a play here because duke's been pretty good but they they've looked shaky at times they're not the duke of dukes uh in past years uh they're good they're very good but they're not super impressive so Let's let's give us let's give Syracuse a shot before the Super Bowl, right? That's let's what I'm talking going.
0: about. That's what's up. See, Harry, that's the spirit, my man. Let's
2: go, Warren.
0: Oh, I love it, bro. Now, listen, <laughs> I hope to see you out in Vegas in about a month, month and a half. You're gonna get right so you and the fellas can come in studio. We'll have some steaks, get ourselves a drink or two, and away we go. So enjoy this Super Bowl. Hope the fellas get it done on Saturday and enjoy your weekend, all right, my man. JJ,
2: thanks a lot. And also, can I just throw in that uh. Check, my, check out my articles on Odd Shark, and I uh, have a radio show now here, Sports Betting Show in Phoenix, and you can check it out uh, on whatever you hear podcasts as well at Best Bet Corner.
0: There you have it, Best Bet Corner, against all odds, Odd Shark. is here, there, and everywhere. Harry Gagnon. <laughs> Harry, take care, my man. Have a wonderful
2: weekend. JJ, you're the best. Have fun at the Super Bowl.